nice little Halloween intro treat for you there. First, of course, T. Chasman with the intro song, followed by Poltergeist OD with the song Ack. Please check him out. He is streaming everywhere. Let me get the ads out of the way real quick. Um, check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and please follow us on Facebook. There is no trivia answers this week. I will read them next week. Um, subscribe to Sensibly Cynical. We are available on wherever you get your podcasts. Here is the Sensibly Cynical Halloween special. Welcome, everybody, to the first, hopefully, annual Sensibly Cynical Halloween special. Joining me first to talk about everything paranormal, including Twat FM. <laughs> Fear <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Happy Halloween, man. Happy Halloween, brother. <laughs> this is awesome. You guys do good shit over there, you know? How's it how's yeah, it going? Man, Things are good, man. We uh we kind of took a break from the podcasting stuff so we could uh focus kind of on our, our TikToks and our YouTube channel and and that's uh it's actually popping off pretty good, which is sweet. That that uh that pop star that I had on not too long ago, uh Lee Stein was trying to I don't know if you listened to the podcast, but the, the most recent episode I did. Uh, Elise Stein, uh, great artist. She was trying. She was schooling me on on uh, on TikTok. She's Gen Z, so she's like schooling. Oh, okay. And then that was a good episode. I got good downloads on it. And then I was telling her about how MySpace was good back in the day. You know, yeah. To tell everybody how old I am. So I graduated high school in like 2005, and I remember I was in college. I was in. Um, well, obviously I went to college. Everyone does, right? Fear. <laughs> Well, not everybody, but yeah. the people that listen to Sensibly Cynical, the random ass podcast that talks about nothing, they all go to college, all my listeners. Absolutely, but, yeah. Was, <laughs> not, not the flunkies we got over at Twat FM. Those dudes barely get out of high school, bro. Didn't you get banned from something? Didn't you come back? What'd they ban you from? <laughs> yeah, fuck, we, I got banned on TikTok because <laughs> I, I like to smoke weed. And apparently, you can't do any of that shit on there. So you had, so you had two friends that were Mary and Jane, and they didn't like that? Yep. Yeah. They didn't like Mary or Jane? No. And like, so they tagged me on some bullshit. And then, yeah, just all of a sudden, they didn't give me any any warnings or nothing. They they gave me like little bullshit warnings like, hey, you shouldn't post that or whatever. These fucking warnings that come up. But then like I was only using it to put out the video because I want just there. I like their platform for the video. And it was just me doing a bong rip. And I immediately deleted it. But apparently the fucking computer gods caught it you know? and they were just so the next time i logged in it's like nah bitch you don't work you ain't here no more so did you tell mdi you're coming on sensibly cynical again hell yeah what'd she, she say was, she was like that's awesome go have some fun and uh her yeah, and the rest she was probably like, how many times you can be on this fucking guy, this fucking short irish guy show? <laughs> she's like that motherfucker again ah like, i gotta go four times i gotta get my title Mr. Mr. Cynical Sensibly, you'd be surprised when you put people fuck up that name, Sensibly Cynical. It's yeah. incredible. Cynically Sensible? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. No, no it's like um, Sensible, Cynically, Senile, <laughs> Cynical. I've gotten it all. Oh, that sounds like that. I usually get, hey, hey, don't you do that show? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. me. But Sensibly Cynical, it has good branding, you know? Fucking yeah, it does. So, uh, so what do you remember about Paranormal Activity? Uh, it was about this couple, right? And yeah. they 
being haunted by a demon and they were like all right well let's set up some cameras and figure out what the fuck's going on right yeah like it was super interesting like like i said with the found footage kind of took off after the blair witch and then i was like i really liked found footage and then it just really got played out real quick because everybody was doing it but uh but i paranormal activity was one of those ones where it was very minimal uh shit like you said the budget was shoestring and it it made bank and that's what that's the biggest reason why people started making those movies because you could do them with just little parlor tricks you didn't need a bunch of cgi it was scary as shit and uh and you get the the return in dividends right yeah, and they and they uh, they started strong, and now uh, they go all the way down to Paramount Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't even looked into the new one at all yet. On Paramount Plus on October, recording this on the twentieth. So, Paranormal Activity Seven: Next of Kin will be released on the 29th on Paramount Plus. Ooh. If you remember, Paramount bought rights to the Paranormal Activity. For, I think I wrote it down. It was like two hundred, two hundred thousand dollars to do a new ending, and oh, they changed, okay. they changed the ending in two thousand nine, and it was an alternate release. It was like a limited release. Oh shit! I don't know if uh, I knew that. Yeah, so they pay, they got the, so they got the rights to it. I think they paid three hundred fifty for the rights, and then two hundred just for the ending. I forgot what the ending was, but I remember watching the first one, you know, and that shit was crazy back in the day, man. So oh yeah, no remember about the specific movie like paranormal activity one like what's your favorite parts of it uh you know what i i really like the way that they slowly ramped up the activity uh i i thought that i guess it's the pacing the pacing of the film i feel is on on par with kind of like what i would do if i was like okay this i'm being haunted i'm gonna slowly you're like i'm gonna add this i'm gonna add that and just wait, it was wait, also wait. a little minor scares that what you guys are doing in the horror pit <laughs> that's, that's what we do down there yeah man we just film film us hanging out with ghosts <laughs> listening to fucking slayer and shit <laughs> no man <laughs> yeah. Slayer's, no man but so do you, do you remember like a specific scene because the ending is crazy on that no spoilers but like the ending was crazy yeah there's the well one of the parts that like kind of blew my mind is when they kind of reach up into the attic and they they find that uh stuff i don't want to spoil anything but like come on man this came out years ago you got to figure it out and micah right yeah and they're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and like you said this was like one of the first like found footage films so it kind of broke new ground on this thing you know what i mean one of the first but but blair witch was before this right yeah yeah Yeah. for sure so yeah this this was one of the ones that like i said there was like a plethora of fucking found footage films that came out they were young uh actors right they're both they're katie the people who played these two were young right they're pretty young i'd say 20s 20 30s somewhere in there yeah um and then yeah like it uh it was interesting and then i don't know man it started to get kind of played out when they tried to like add more to it than it just being a ghost story i think i watched two you know when they when they got when she got pulled into the basement yeah yeah remember that scene (laughs) yeah that was pretty wild but that was the only part of the shit that i liked that one was crazy or like the baby the baby scenes were kind of interesting did you watch uh did you watch three four five did you watch all of them i think i've yeah i'm pretty sure i've seen them all i liked three i think three was the one with the little girls wasn't it talk about talk about paranormal uh activity three it came out in 11 
What was it about that? What was what was that movie? Like, obviously, we know what it's about, but talk about the plot in that movie. Like, what it, what changed about it? So it it kind of goes back in time. It's almost like a prequel because it, it goes back to siblings, uh, Katie and Christy, when they're living with their mother, Julie, and her boyfriend. And then paranormal situations start to trigger in their house and stuff. And that's kind of where it really takes a step back to like, OK, there's more to it than this one haunting or maybe two hauntings or was she possessed or whatever. Now you're starting to work your way into like demonology and witchcraft and shit like that. Mm. But was it Paranormal Activity 2 also a prequel? Uh, Yeah. No, yeah, it was. I, I think, wasn't it? I, that's what I wrote down. I, I believe that two was that. But I didn't know three was also one. Yeah, because it, it goes back in time. So the first one and then there's the prequel and then they all go way back. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it goes back to where they're kids and she's got like a what do you like a make believe friend or whatever. But it's really the fucking demon. And like that stuff got me because I I had a daughter that was that age. So I'm watching this and I'm looking at my kid like, oh, shit, I hope you don't got no demons hanging around you. Yeah. Well, I asked about three because looking at the reviews. The one in one and three got the best reviews of the whole series. Yeah, and I could then, see that. And then two and five were mixed, and then they shit they shit the bed on four and six. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, I have Paramount. I have Paramount Plus. I I like trashy reality TV. That's what I like. Nice. So <laughs> that's what's on Paramount Plus is trashy reality TV. Nice. So you know, so I have Paramount Plus, which a lot of people are like, "What the fuck's on there?" You know, <laughs> but I they have a lot of good shit on Paramount Plus actually. Uh, Beavis and Butthead, they're redoing that, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, no, I heard they were doing that. Is, is it going to Paramount? Is that what they're doing? Saturated. I'm worried about that. Because, you know, the PC culture, mm. I'm worried that they're going to, they're gonna, you know what I mean, like ruin Beavis and Butthead. Well, because they, they did bring it back for a few episodes, I don't know, ten, maybe in the last 10 years, didn't they? I don't know, but they're going way back. They got the original people. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know, I know Mike Judge is involved and uh like he's gonna do the writing and the voices and such but because i remember they brought it back for a brief period where and so instead of watching music videos because music videos aren't super a thing anymore instead they were watching uh like reality tv like the shit that's on tlc or paramount plus and that sort of stuff and they would just like talk shit over that so i could see them kind of keeping that going I hope so, man. I hope they, I hope they, I think they will because society's in this weird thing about they pick and choose what's sensitive and what's not. Yeah. It's really like selective canceling. (laughs) Oh, it totally is. Like, it's crazy. They don't cancel Freddie and Jason's, but they cancel other shit. Yep. It's like, oh, let's kill, let's kill each other and let's, let's talk about some random shit like unfiltered, but then let's cancel relationship stuff. Yeah, man. It's, but anyway, did you stop watching? Did you watch four? Because four was the in 2012, and then after four is when they started adding like subtitles to the movies. Mm. Like, like it was Paranormal Activity four, and then I think it was Paranormal Activity with the with the sub. You know what I mean? Like Paranormal Activity, like a tagline. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I think they started adding taglines, and I mean, let me look that. Let me look that up. Yeah. So Paranormal Activity, the Ghost Dimension. Okay, that was five, right? Yeah, and uh, the marked ones. And I know coming out is next of kin. I know that. Yeah, they wanted to make a universe out of it, you know. Friend of my activity. I'm gonna look up ghosts. That because that that one's kind of where I fade out, kind of on four. I think I watched three, you know, 2011. Yeah. Do you remember past four? No, like I remember. No, even four. The only 
I'm looking at it now, and the only thing I remember is that scene that is on the cover or whatever with the girl looking on her laptop. Other than that, now I like. Oh, hey, yeah, here it is. Paranormal Activity: The Marked Ones. That's the one that. That's the one that's kind of like I'm trying to remember. Yeah, that's the one like in California with the. You know. Yeah, it was like. Um, <laughs> yeah, down in down in Cali or whatever. I thought that one was really good. I like that one. It kind of had a weird sort of like voodoo-y sort of situation. 2004, or 2014, pardon me. Jesse begins experiencing a number of disturbing and unexplainable things. Shocker. In a activity movie. <laughs> After the death of his neighbor. Na- oh, yeah, that was the one where his neighbor died. Yeah, yeah. and then they go and like... And isn't that long before he starts possession, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like throwing guys around like it's the MCU, and he's like... Ah, ah. Like, yeah. Like it's Marvel before, like it's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was in California, man. You know, they, they go to a party, you know, in the, in the apartment complex. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember it gets like, it looks like a bite right? on his arm or something. Yeah. And he tells his friend about it, you know, ventilation. Yeah, it was a ventilation shaft. <laughs> oh, that goes from one of their bedrooms to Anna's home down. Oh, so there's a shaft that goes to both. Oh, that makes sense. Ventilation. That makes sense. Yeah. So they crawl down there to check it out. Moaning, moaning noises. What's going on? Are they having uh, intercourse in the ventilation shaft? Yeah, yeah, man. It's like whore in the pit over there. It's just ghost sex all day. <laughs> the demon? Yeah. The demon from That's within true. comes out for both of us, for everybody. <laughs> Come down the shaft. <laughs> and let me, let me release you. Bless you, my child. <laughs> no, but they like some, they like some fucking fireworks in that shit. I think yeah, I remember man. that actually, the scene, you know. I remember liking that one, but I, I can't remember where it plays in, in regards to the story. I thought it was like an offshoot, but maybe maybe they worked it in together that it's part of the story, but just digging it. The Jesse finds blood in his bed coming from a bite yeah. mark on his arm. Oh huh. that's not so bad. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that too. I remember the party scene, you know, but these are I think I think you're right though. I think past four it starts getting reductive, you know, like yeah, and like that's what I mean. They tried to weave like a storyline through it, but I I don't care. Just show me ghosts, you know, like <laughs> just just scare yeah. me. That's all I'm there for. I don't give mm. a shit about the story. Yeah, but I think I think they actually weave. I think they weave five into the the first one very good. Like they go back, they go back to the same spot that it ended at. So I think they they revert back at this one. You know what I mean? Because they go exactly where the place in the living room that the first one ended. They go back there. Oh, okay. And Hector's walking in a trance to get a knife from the kitchen. But overall budget, listen to this shit. Overall budget for the whole franchise. I believe this is the whole franchise. If I'm wrong, so what? <laughs> Google. Uh, $28 million, but it made $890 million on 28 million budget. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, man. That's why they're going to keep pumping these fucking things out. Paramount Plus. Well, you know why they're doing Paramount Plus, right? And that's a big. That's the thing I want to talk about too. COVID. No one. They don't want people to go. It got delayed. This, oh, uh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Got, Seven actually got was scheduled to come out in uh, June of nineteen. Oh shit! And then, COVID, and then COVID kept pushing, pushing it back. I'm actually going to watch it just because I have Paramount Plus. But I would probably watch it anyways because you know what's old is cool again sometimes. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I will watch it. It's just like the fucking it. Halloween movies. I, I got to keep watching them, even if I don't give a shit about them. Because I think Mike is only in the first one, and then Katie kind of carries the rest. But 
they don't they don't give her a ton of time to develop who she is as a character so i don't know if we ever get to see much of it and like the actress herself i have no idea if she ended up doing anything other than these films but Mm. um i don't know but yeah man i'm definitely gonna go back and rewatch it like i was watching some of the trailers just trying to like remember these films going on before seven comes out (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and uh, I might just I may just go back and run through them all quick. So for those that don't know that are live under a rock and haven't listened to the first three times, which yeah, man. I mean, to be honest, two of them were trash movies. <laughs> <laughs> where where are you from, like originally, man? Um, so yeah, like uh, I grew up in southwestern Ontario, up in the the Great White North, eh? And uh, and then I spent a, a good chunk of my life over in Alberta, and now we're living in in Manitoba, up in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. So talk about uh, Twat FM. How did that start? What's going on with that? I know we we're joking about it earlier in the podcast, but let's get yeah. serious for a minute. <laughs> How's it going since you started it? Good, man. Like uh, we got off and running real quick. Uh, like I said, my my buddy Matt. Uh, from Rat House Productions, he uh, said, hey, if you guys ever want to do a show again, because FYFC fell apart, and uh, it was it was tough, man. I didn't know if we were ever going to do shows again. And, uh, and not just Matt, I had a couple of guys um, that, that definitely reached out and said, hey, we'll, we'll house you, we'll do whatever you need, and um, mm-hmm. it, just, it just worked out really good, because Matt has always been super supportive of us, and uh, so yeah, so he kind of talked me into it and i was like you know what i fuck it i i don't need all the other bullshit you know i don't need anybody you motherfucker no i just you're like, you're like I, got, I got this instantly cynical record fuck everything up that's right that's right i got the belt son but uh but you're yeah man so then cynical you're both sensible and cynical exactly but yeah, that's it. That's it, man. Like it just we kind of started doing that. And then uh, ever since we moved to to Manitoba, it's just been like trying to get our gaming channel up and running. And we've got that going. And uh, I've, I've got a lot of crazy ideas. I've got uh, a horror short film that I'm hoping mm-hmm. to shoot in the next three months. And uh, I don't know, man. It's well, just do you want me to have you on when one or two people get when one person gets the four or when a bunch of people get the four again? I don't, know. I don't give a shit. I, when, when you when you ask, I will come. That's it. <laughs> that didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, married, I that's what we that that's line. what we do in horror in the pit, man. It just it's crazy. <laughs> you know I said I said you're married. I don't want to cross that line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What do you want me to do? Whack a guy, off a guy, whack off a guy? Because I'm married. Wax on, wax off, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Clean. <laughs> well, we you always get, have a good time. Know, feed, feed the geese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we always have a good time, man. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about parent activity, and then we'll uh, and then we'll promote away. But um, did you know Japan did a did their own sequel? Oh, really? No, I didn't know yeah. that. And uh, it was totally, you know, obviously a different storyline or whatever, but they capitalized on it, you know, and you got to be you got to be smart like that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, hell yeah. You yeah if, they, if, if something were if you could like you said, what, 28 million and they made 890 million? Like, mm-hmm. fucking yeah. I don't know what I'm, I'm going to film. Fuck it. I'm going to go film thing right now. Fear, that's all time, like to date. But yeah. the first one was 193 on 15,000 budget. Damn, that's what I'm saying, dude. Capitalize on that shit. I don't know, man. I just find it interesting, these movies, you know? 
I feel like I don't think this is going to like, be all honesty, be honest with you. Paramount Plus is probably on the bottom list of streaming services. And I don't think it's going to do very good. I think it's going to make some news headlines that, oh, it's back, you know, on some entertainment yeah. website. The cult people, you know, the people, the millennials will be like, oh, guess what's back? And then in a week, it'll. Oh, yeah. No, and I think you're right. Like, it's, it'll come out. Some people will see it. Well, you got any more thoughts on paranormal activity or what's your what's like? What do you think the legacy of it is? You think it just continued on the trend back then? Yeah, I think they they made a shit ton of money. Uh, I think it was supposed to be a standalone film. And then once it did as well as it did, they're like, okay, how can we spread this bitch out for, I don't know, six or seven more of these whores? And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's all the same sort of gags, right? Sight gags and and this and that. But I don't know, man. I like it. But like, have you ever had any actual like paranormal activity that you've you've come in contact with um i'll be honest man i'm on the fence about it man i think i go along with it as like a running joke like you know i i like if you ask me seriously about it i mean i I probably i don't believe in it but like if if for entertainment purposes of downloads for clicks i mean i'm just being candid here yeah yeah as a person, as a person that runs a podcast i i run with just i give me all the episodes but if you're asking me, like, as Sean, the actual person, I mean, yeah. not really. No, and that's cool, man. And I think that it, that is a big deal. Like, uh, I, I've i had a ton of shit happen to me. So that's why, like, for me. Really? You're on the other fence? Well, explain, yeah. why, explain why I'm full of shit. And no, and that's, and that's the thing. I, I don't know what to believe. I only know what I've seen, but we only use a certain percentage of our brain. I don't know how much of that is just fucking hallucinations, right? It's the same thing about when people die. Some people say they see a light when they die. So, yeah. So I've had a, a ton of different things from sleep paralysis to uh, seeing things, having noises, having doors open and close, weird really? shit like that. Yeah, man. So here's a specific time. So. Uh, a few years ago, I was working overnights at a hotel and it was super awesome because it was like three of us working and we just kind of did our own thing because there's like 20 minutes of work to do and then you have eight hours jerking around. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. I, I've always wanted to write a film. So I sat down and I started writing this horror film and uh, I was looking into a lot of different things of the black arts, the occult, demons, different things like that. And slowly, like, weird shit started to happen where, like, I would hear whispers of, like, at first it was just kind of whispers. Like, I could hear people talking and I would just be, I would I'd be like, what? And there would be nobody there. Like, I would be like, what are you saying to my wife? And she's like, I'm not talking. And I was like, all right, that's weird. And then I would start to hear, like, bangs in the night that would wake me up. And then yeah. I, the whispers got louder that it was people, it was saying my name and Mm -hmm. different weird shit like that and i don't know just a lot of people say like if you go looking for that that bad shit that shit will find you and uh i i thought it was just a bunch of bullshit about my women i've dated in the past so exactly if you go looking for those bad bitches you're gonna get them but yeah man so it just kind of started ramping up and like this one night i came home and i parked my car in the garage and all of a sudden the lights on my kids helmets just turned on and they're there's like blinking lights. Yeah. On the on their helmet. And like, I just got this like really cold feeling that I wasn't alone in my garage. And like, I don't know how to explain that mm-hmm. because, it, again, any of this could just be a chemical firing off in my brain. And I think, 
oh, this this is so happening to me. Is that what it's called? I don't know what it's called. but So anyway, so then the last night that I was writing my film, uh, I was sitting in the lobby by myself and I'm typing away and I noticed that there is a black figure standing behind me. And I'm kind of watching the glare in my screen and the black figure is slowly walking up on me. And I was like, okay, whatever. This has got to be one of the other guys I'm working dopamine, with. Dopamine, tomato, tomato. It's dopamine. Yeah, like it could just be a drop, you know, some dopamine drop and who knows. But anyway, so I'm sitting there typing and I can see this black figure walking towards me. And so I just assume it's the other guy that I'm working with and he's trying to scare me. So I wait till just as the black figure starts to go to put its hand on my shoulder. And I stood up and I turned around and I said, fuck you. And there was nobody there. And I, I can't describe the feeling. It felt like my whole body went numb. That's crazy, man. I'm sorry about that. No, it's crazy. I closed my laptop and I've never gone back to my film. You believe in UFOs? Like extraterrestrial? Are you a UFO guy? Yeah, man. (laughs) Dude, just just go outside and look up. Do you believe that there's life on Mars? I don't know about Mars. I believe there's definitely life out there. (laughs) on pluto on jupiter our friend uranus who knows they they've found several galaxies right like if a bunch of fucking monkeys can get as far as we have you don't think something else could maybe be fucking flying around society's changing you know yeah well i guarantee if there is extraterrestrials when they drive past earth they look at each other and go ew ghetto and just drive the fuck on on twitter and see how many people are canceled you know (laughs) (laughs) It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> Who has People been canceled today? Well, you heard what happened to Sean. Got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cynical, sensibly. Yeah. Right, where can people find your podcast man uh for sure you can just uh check us out uh we're on all the things but if you go to youtube.com slash fm it's got links to all of our shit and uh as well uh, Canadian Trash Gaming. That's our gaming channel where we play different games and I don't know. I usually get high as shit and just do dumb stuff. You get people chatting with you sometimes on there. Sometimes, yeah. The uh, the other day I was streaming and uh, I had a couple other streamers join me. Uh, that like we just hooked up as we were playing and we got a couple of wins in Warzone and shit. And so yeah, man. So I'm like, all right, groovy. Like this is pretty cool. Yeah, so. I also. Yeah, uh, accounts. What's your? Uh, yeah, just uh, anything at Twat FM or at Canadian Trash Gaming. And then, of course, your Fear Innis on Instagram. And yep, yeah. If you yeah, if you go to Instagram at Fear Innis, that's got all the links to all the shit. Uh, plus my sexy ass and all the weird Are stuff I do. You know, I'm I'm still on Twitter, but I don't, I don't do a lot on Twitter anymore. So yeah, so now I'm on TikTok at Canadian Trash Gaming, and then MDI is at Creating with MDI. And so she's usually uh, baking or cooking or doing something fun over there. And then I'm just, I don't know, I'm doing high thoughts on, on mine. You stay safe up there, okay? Up yeah, north. Absolutely, man. You guys keep it real down there, eh? And go Raptors, right? And Jays. Yeah, all that good shit, man. All right, man. Ooh, now it is time to enter zombie world with Hunter Block, the co-host of the Anti-Social Show. Ooh, happy Halloween. Hunter Block, what's going on, man? Not too much. What's going on with you? Yeah, just chilling, man, doing this uh, Halloween special, you know? Nice. nice. Well, I'm glad uh, you uh, called upon me for this because I love Halloween, and this is my first Halloween episode of the season. We haven't done uh, we haven't done one yet, so 
it's uh, definitely exciting. So I, I wanted to make sure that I was here for this. So. <laughs> well, for, for the listeners who were under a rock and didn't listen to the Tom Cruise uh, podcast, you're a, you're a co-host of the Anti-Social Show, right? Yes, yes. Along with uh, Tyson Saner, the Insaner. Who has been on this podcast three times before. So you're one away. It's a pass them, though, I'm telling you. I'm going to hold the record. What is there? Uh, you said the record was like four times for like one guest. Well, you're going to be in the. You're, by the time that they listen to this, the record will be four. Okay. Okay. Right so will be the the guy that has four. I, Paranormal activity was a good way to start it off. You know that was fun. Absolutely. Uh, well, if you think about it, do you remember? I think we didn't we talk about this like the Blair Witch Project. I, I could have sworn that was like a thing because that's what it reminds me of. Because everyone thought the Blair Witch Project was real back in the day, and everyone thought that paranormal uh, paranormal activity was real also. And mm-hmm. from what I remember from the movie, it had great special effects and everything like that. So it, it could have passed as a real thing, except I happen to know one of the actresses on it who yeah. I think died in the movie. Spoiler alert! Sorry about that, guys, but. Uh, when I was talking to her for the first time on combat radio, which was my first time being on anything, uh, they were like, so are you disappointed that she's, you know, alive and it's not real? And I'm like, damn. And here, the, the, I never thought that paranormal activity was a real thing, but I mean, it was definitely a good watch if you're into like ghosts and things like that. Uh, but we're here to talk about zombies. So you're actually zombie bacterium on Instagram. How'd you Uh, be? Yeah, Twitter. How'd you think of that name? Years back, I was trying to do like an indies movie uh, as far as like zombies are concerned. So we needed like a production name. And I started going with zombie. The uh, I think it was like zombie infected or something like zombie infected productions. But apparently uh, when I started Googling different uh, names and things like that, it was taken already. So the one thing that wasn't taken was uh, bacterium. So I just put zombie bacterium and that's how we kind of like rebranded ourselves. As far as like the indie movies concerned, it never actually took place. Even though we uh, filmed it, we just never got it edited or uh, thrown up. And we we did, had a script and everything, so it was, it was pretty cool uh, working on it at the time. But unfortunately, the whole uh, indies movie thing kind of died down for me. And uh, podcasting is very much what I do nowadays. Yeah, and it's really good, by the way. And I appreciated you guys having me on as a guest. That was a uh, that was Anytime. really fun. Anytime. Yeah. So what is it about zombies that you like? You just like the people that mimic the, you know, the. Mm. (laughs) Me, my very first horror movie that I can remember watching or being allowed to watch was Night of the Living Dead. So to me, I like I I love the whole uh, mythology behind it. So I I remember uh, Scream Great by Tom Savini. Tom Savini back in the day was like this really dope ass um, makeup artist, special effects guy. He does like stunts. He does a bit of acting and he was in a lot of George Romero things like uh, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. So watching Scream Greats was kind of like a variation of everything that he's ever worked on. So watching like all of those uh, different scenes and how he did stuff, it really uh, caught my interest. Plus, I mean, come on, if you're going to have an, an apocalypse of some kind, it's got to have zombies. Man. At least you can survive yeah. zombies. You know, they don't require much. They just walk around like, and they just shoot them in the head. Yeah, like like Shaun of the Dead when the guy throws the vinyl, you know? I mean, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, so you want to start with Dawn of the Dead then? Yes. Now, have you, which Dawn of the Dead have you seen? Have you seen the the original or the remake? Uh, The remake that was in 2004. And what's interesting was, that's the same year they both came out in 04, the Shaun of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead, (laughs) you know? 
and both were great. But uh, I love now when it comes to reboots. Don't get me wrong, I do I do love some reboots, but I do love the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Now it's not that much far off from the original uh, the original by uh, George Romero because they both wound up surviving in the mall. Um, well, talk, let's let's go over the. Can you go over the plot for those that haven't uh, seen it? Yes. So essentially, there's well in both the remake and obviously the the the, the original. There are a bunch of like, well, in the in the re, uh, the remake, there were strangers essentially, and they're essentially surviving the zombie outbreak. It's like the very beginning of everything, and they wind up kind of like conjugating to the mall essentially. So now they're inside the mall, but they don't give you uh, like a time span of how long these people been in there. So they're kind of like at first cool with everything, and they're kind of like just surviving, and then they start getting like cabin fever, and they start getting on each other's nerves, and the they basically come up with the idea that they have to escape essentially. So that's pretty much going forward from the middle of the movie to the end of the movie is basically coming up with this way to get out because at this point, at least in the remake anyway, you step outside the mall and there's there's like probably like a million zombies just trying to break in and stuff like that. Plus, there's a guy, as you know, I forget the guy's name now, but he's on the roof of this other building because they've been communicating for quite some time now, but he, is, he has all the ammo. So now they have to... Tr- to him to get to the guns and starving to death so they got to get him food so that's that's kind of where it went awry when they they lowered the dog down into the zombie pit yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, that was good but what i noticed was that in Shaun of the dead the zombies are actually more like coordinated than dawn of the dead like kind of like um they're See, those zombies are cool, too, because they're the ones you should fear the most, kind of like the zombies from, like, um, Return of the Living Dead, when they can, like, talk and and operate machinery and things like that, where the, you know, where the, um, you know, the zombie in uh, uh, Return of the Dead comes in and says, send more paramedics or send more cops. So, but yeah, Shaun of the Dead was a, it was, it was a fun, uh, it's a comedy, right? So it was, it was a fun, like horror comedy, like Zombieland, for example, they they were both like a good time. So you can have like fun time laughing while dealing with zombies at the same time. And yeah. I, I like the one dude, the, the dude that played in, um, who was the dude that played Victor in, um, Underworld? Bill, Bill Nye. Yes. That's the guy. That guy, that person, the yes. guy, he also was in, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He was also in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, Show of the Dead was a, was a fun. I got that somewhere, in fact, or I used to have that somewhere on the shelf. That, but. Yeah, you watched it back in the day, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Whenever I used to watch, like, whenever I used to, used to binge watch zombie movies, it always started off with Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, why do you think people like that one so much, you know? I think it's because if they're, like, you know, if they, if they want to watch, like, a zombie movie without being, like, too scared, that would be the one to watch. You know, if, if it's kind of like if zombies aren't, like, your thing, you can at least handle Shaun of the Dead because, again, you're, st- you're, you're dealing with zombies – but it's also a goofy time as well, because here you have like these two guys that basically spend a night drinking in the bar and then they come out and they haven't even realized that there's like a whole zombie apocalypse going on around them. And what's funny about this is in where other zombie movies where you're like, you know, you're, you're kind of like fighting off the dead, you know, well, you, friends with the zombies at the end. So they kind of learn to like coexist, kind of like the slacker dude playing video games on the couch after he's been dead. He's like all chained up and stuff. Yeah, like and, uh, I'm a little biased though, Hunter. My first name is Sean, full disclosure. No, but so Sean of the Dead, this guy's a salesman and he has like a loser best friend. You know, his stepdad's a real ball buster. He's like, how come you haven't called your mother today? Get your ass down there and talk to your mother. It's Mother's Mm -hmm. Day, whatever it is. He's always like there. 
So it's 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 definitely uh, yeah, I, I would put that in my uh, top queue as far as like zombie movies are concerned. And it's the only one I can get the wife to watch. So it's it's, it's all good. Oh, you can't get the wife to watch uh, Zombieland with, uh, you know, Woody Harrelson and Zombieland. Yes, because we did see Zombieland part two in the theaters, but 2009. And, you know, we're going to we're going to get to that one. Oh, my God. That is such a great that's a great movie, too. But uh, yeah, so Shaun of the Dead is definitely in my top my top uh, pick for zombie movies. So anyone oh, has watch it i got a game for you okay what do you or for trivia question what do you think got a higher rating on rotten tomatoes sean or don probably sean of the dead yeah it got got 92 yeah so what's your first i know you said that you know sean of the dead is you know good what's your is a good one what's your favorite though your personal favorite of all time day of the dead okay talk about that one Okay, so there's been very uh, there's been a lot of variants of this movie, um, but as far as like the original, it's it's the third one in the trilogy. So you have uh, Night of the Living Dead, you have uh, Dawn of the Dead, and then finally Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead, they're in Florida, in fact, and they're all in this like there's a team of like scientists and there's a there's a military team that have been basically they've been isolated for a while because that's how long this thing has been going on, and they're in this underground uh, bunker. Now they have everything that they need. To survive, essentially. But again, it's it's a matter of, you know, uh, cabin fever. They're all getting on each other's nerves. You know, the the guy that's been taken, you know, the guy that's in charge now, as far as like the military aspect is concerned, is a real dickhead. And, you know, he's like, I want to see results. And, you know, what are you doing? And, the, and then the one scientist guy who's in charge, he's like, well, you know, you got to give us some time. You know, we're 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 going to show you something. And he's like, yeah, no, fuck that. We're going to eventually get out of here. So it's so. Mm. That's that's what they're trying to do. They're they're basically trying to find a, uh, a cure for what's been going on. But this also this 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 scientist guys. He's trying to get these zombies to basically. He's trying to domesticate them essentially. So he's trying to get them. He's trying to prevent them from eating us. And he is successful with one uh, zombie who starts to show intelligence. His name was Bub. So I mean that's kind of like his pet zombie. And this guy could uh, shoot guns and things like that. He knew exactly what was going on for a zombie. Where the other yeah. ones were kind of stupid. That one is definitely good. But you, again, if you're going to go with the trilogy, as far as like George Romero's concerned, you got to start with Night of the Living Dead because now that was a good time. Again, if you if you look at the history of like Romero zombie films, everyone just gets you know they're they're all held up in a a, a plate you know a, a different place. You know, one was a house, one was an underground bunker, the other one was a mall. And it, they all do get on each other's nerves, but you know you do learn a life lesson here. If you all just shut the fuck up and just <laughs> chill, they'll survive. It was kind of like in Night of the Living Dead. Like all they had to do was just chill the fuck out, and in the morning help did come. But they were like, you know, they were arguing over whether they should stay in the house or go into the basement. And the guy wanted to go into the basement. The other guy wanted to stay in the house. And it's like, guys, shut the fuck up. Just go in the attic. You're fine. Just hold there. <laughs> You'll be fine. You have all the goodies you need. And then the next day, you know, help did come. But by then it was monumentally too late. Now, this mm. movie came out in like the 1960s. It was, a, in fact, interesting factoid about Night of the Living Dead. The day that it hit the movie theaters, that was the exact same day that uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that this movie had like a like a uh, a lead actor that was a black guy was was fantastic. This guy was in the remake of that movie was uh, Tony Todd, the Candyman. Yeah, let's transition to Zombieland, if that's all right. Yep, Zombieland. All right. So yeah. Jesse, people Gosh. know the you know Jesse Eisenberg, the guy that was on Social Network. You know, my favorite scene is when they're in there, they're in that booth and 
You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Where they're at that they're at that amusement park or whatever, and they're like they're like shooting people, <laughs> shooting dead people, and uh, you know it was cool. What do you recollect of that movie? Like, what's your recollection of that film? Well, aside from uh, Woody Harrelson being like friggin' phenomenal, I mean, I, I like the uh, I like the the fact that uh, they're my favorite scene would have to be like the grocery store, like when they're in the grocery store looking for Twinkies, believe it or not, because I'm very much a fat ass and I love Twinkies. And he's just he's out with like you know. Everyone has inner, you know, you know. I I, t- I pride myself and I can uh, I can put a dent in a uh, Little Caesars pizza by myself. I take pride in that. Back in the day, I could take on an entire pizza by myself, but not not so much anymore, though. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like if I'm hungry, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Especially those hot and ready's. Man, <laughs> pepperoni, you know, <laughs> no, but, uh, so that's a good movie. You know, it's got, uh, who else is in that? Emma Stone, you know, Bill Murray was in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shot his ass. <laughs> so Jesse Eisenberg is a college student. Uh, yes. So he's a college student and he basically, he, he's basically like a recruit, uh, like rec- recluse, if I'm saying that right. And basically he goes to school, I think in, they never say where. A guy that has no life. <laughs> and that's a, that's a similar, that's a, that's a running theme of these zombie movies is people that have no lives. Exactly. So he's trying to get, obviously get back home cause he lives in Columbus, Ohio. Hence his name is Columbus. But the thing about it is it's, it's, you know, they run into these other chicks who steal their shit steal their ride so now it's just now when they finally hook back up with these two chicks little rock and uh who's the other one uh let's see wichita is it wichita Wichita, that's it yep yep that's her and little rock is chris's younger sister you know yes Uh, so and uh in in double tab which is like you said the sequel that came out not too long ago you know did i I, uh came out about two years ago in fact because we were uh, on our honeymoon when we went to go see it in the movie theaters figure we go see a movie on our honeymoon right do you think it was like underwhelming like it didn't do as good as you thought or was it like the second one do you think it lived up to the hype if there was any (laughs) no i don't think that the second one was all right it was it was cool but it it did not it, it wasn't as great as the first one i mean here you have a bunch of people who are surviving they're just you know uh driving around after they decided that going home wasn't the the good idea anymore and they haven't run into a single person at all, period, except for Bill Murray. When they broke into his house, you know, they ate his food, smoked his pot and shot him. So, so you know, uh, and they were like, you know, living in his house after that. So, I mean, I mean, the first one was fantastic. The first one was awesome. But I don't think the second one really lived up to the because, I mean, the, the second one was kind of campy. It was kind of goofy. It was kind of like, eh, but I mean, it wasn't horrible, horrible. I'm just going to finish the, one of the scenes here that I like. I remember this now. Of the first one. Sorry. So don't they take Tallahassee's uh, Escalade? Yes. <laughs> because they're walking down the street, him and Columbus. Yeah. And uh, he's like, that's a really cool van. And then Tallahassee's like, oh, that is nice. That's a really cool van. Yeah. I want my caddy back, you stupid little bitches. And, starts- <laughs> and then, of course, they do get lucky because then they find that uh, they find that other vehicle. Uh, what was it? That uh, Hummer. And had all the automatic weapons in the back. And he's like, thank God for rednecks. This is a really big truck. And these are really big guns. And then, you know, obviously Columbus is like, take your time. And he's just like out there like firing off like the uh, AK-47 and shit and having a good time. So, I mean, if, if you're going to be in a zombie movie, you have to be in zombie. Why do you think people liked it? Aside from it being like uh, goofy as fuck. The characters, like the people playing. I think the characters. 
I think I think the characters carry the movie also too. If you think about it, it's like the safest. If you're gonna have to be in a zombie movie, it's like the safest zombie movie you can be in. Think about that. Like you can go to any place you want and live and have anything you want and not really have to worry about zombies too much because. I mean, how many zombie scenes did you actually really see during Zombieland? There was only a few, like in the early beginnings when the apocalypse was happening. Uh, very few, like in the grocery stores. So it's or when they broke into that Indian, that Native American store, and started trashing the place. There was maybe like what one. So it's it's not too horrible. But yeah, I would rather be in Zombieland. At least you know you're gonna live. You, you know what I mean? Until you get to the amusement park with those two dumbasses. And start <laughs> turns on, and it's like you got the zombie, you got Bozo the zombie clown, and you know. So, Bozo. I never thought we'd talk about Bozo on here. According to Wikipedia, a zombie is a mythological undead corporeal revenant created through the reanimation of a corpse. Yes. Zombies are basically horror and fantasy, and the term comes from Haitian folk- folklore. Yes, voodoo. Interesting. And it it first entered the English language in 1819 when the poet Robert Southey wrote History of Brazil. Have you ever seen uh, Serpent and Rainbow? That's a a deep pull. (laughs) I recommend uh, for your listeners out there, I I recommend watching Serpent and the Rainbow. That movie was real fucked up. It's about voodoo. Yeah. So it's sensible and cynical. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly, Mostly cynical. Mostly cynical. Sometimes sensible. Are zombies sensible or cynical? What do you think? I think they're cynical because you know they're basically out for themselves. I mean, you know they just sensible. Nope, they're not sensible. I think I only ever came across one sensible zombie in a really dumbass horror, uh, really dumbass zombie movie, only because he was uh, a vegetarian before he died. So he refused to eat people. So he was like a good zombie. So zombie has a lot. You want to know some? Things with zombie in it. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Zombie is a cocktail of rum and fruit juices. Nice. So it's an alcoholic beverage. Synonym is living dead, ghoul, into uh, walking dead, information worker, intellectual prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Quora. Have you been to Quora.com? It's the one where like informational guy yeah. goes. No, mummies are real, preserved bodies through various dying, drying methods. Uh, zombies are, without the exception of some talking heads on TV now. <laughs> That's really good. Zombies are, with the exception of some talking heads on TV, make believe. <laughs> That's really fucking good. So uh, let's get to Walking Dead. You said you haven't watched it in a year? Yes, unfortunately, I was a uh, every Sunday when The Walking Dead was on. I was that was like my you don't mess with me, you don't talk to me, like you just leave me alone until The Walking Dead is done, or you will suffer very badly. Uh, so let's the Walking Dead spoiler free plot of it. There's well, this uh, cop, right? Yes, Rick Grimes. Rick Rick Grimes in Atlanta, and he gets a bunch of people that well essentially. Rick Grimes uh, woke up from a coma and he was trying to find his wife and son and he winds up in Atlanta where he uh, runs. Thankfully, he runs into the right group because that's how where his wife and son was with them and his ex-partner. So that's how it kind of started off. And then they started kind of like just roaming the landscape. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes their group got big. Sometimes they got small. Right now, they're in communities right now. So it's it's, uh, been on for like almost 
five, seven years now, so we're nine years, however long it's been. So it, there's so much that's uh, happened. Like, you run into so many, like, you had, like, the Whisperers, for example, who was, like, the really badass of the villains. You had uh, Negan, for example, who were uh, who was part of the Saviors and shit. He had, like, that ball bat with the with the uh, bob wire wrapped around it. So, I mean, there's there, you had the wolves. So there's been plenty of, and, and you even have cannibals, actually, in that, in that TV show, because they were held up in... Um, like a train, like a, a train station. And essentially they had like these welcoming signs like, oh, yeah, you want to survive? You come you come here. And the real test of it was they would feed you uh, heartedly with food. But the test was you're basically eating people, essentially. So if you're OK with that, then you're fine. If you're not OK with that, you're going to wind up on the menu. So, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of it's. It's a very huge, huge storyline, and it, it, it's fucked up but great. So if you really love, like, kind of like your classic zombie, but, like, you know, a, a, a touch of, like, they do run after you and shit like that, then, yeah, you definitely want to watch The Walking Dead. It's on AMC, right? But they're announcing the last season. Yes. So much has happened on The Walking Dead, and I I, I don't want to give, like I said, I haven't got, watched it in, like, got, here, but... got saturated. It, it definitely did because there's only so much you can realistically do. I mean, there's, I mean, with different like battles that they had and, you know, they're, they yeah. have like, like communities, they found home essentially. But again, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do, you know what I mean? Before you have to just say, okay, it's, it's time to just wrap it up. Let's see. The first part of season 11 of walking dead ended with the episode ended with episode eight on October 10, 2021. Season 11 will resume with eight more episodes in February of next year. Interesting. Yeah. They always space it out like that? Yeah, they always do. There's always like a gap in like so they have like a season and then there's always like a rest period before they get to the to the back end. So the right in um, Money Heist. I watched the show called Money Heist on Netflix. Nice. It's a great show. It's a great show. There's also another great show I've been watching too. It's called Only Murders in the Building, which is basically a podcast, basically about a, a murder that took place in an apartment building. Mm. I love a thing that's getting popular too is a, people doing podcasts about a podcast. Yes. Those are great. Like I know there's like multiple Joe Rogan podcast reviews. Joe Rogan. Like they're literally they're they literally just do podcasts about his podcast. <laughs> let's uh, let's continue with Walking Dead. So talk about the storyline. Like how exactly did they draw it out? So they essentially uh, in, in a very weird way. I mean, the, the storylines, depending on like what season it was, I mean, it goes in all different directions. So it's kind of hard to really okay. narrow down to, to one like particular storyline because they're either like I said, they were either the, either battling with the saviors or they were battling with you know, uh, the whispers and I mean, the whispers were fucked up in and of themselves. These guys camouflage themselves literally in dead people. So like they're walking among zombies and they can control zombies somehow or, you know, they're they're battling each other. So it's it's it goes off in different directions depending on what season it was. I mean, there's there's plenty of different storylines. The, the best advice I can give is just to watch it from season one and just go from there. Who's your favorite character? That's Michonne. The badass dude. She had she first of all, she's fucking dope as fuck with a katana. Not only that, she's walking around, dude. When you first uh uh get introduced to her, she's walking around with these two dead dudes with their fucking jaws ripped off on chains like they're dogs, right? So yeah. you're gonna love any character. I mean, anyone can say, Oh yeah, I like Rick Grimes because you know he's badass, Andrew Lincoln's badass, or Norman Reedus, you know, when he played his character. But like those I feel like they're too easy. You know what I mean? For me yeah. it's Called, they're called the zombies are actually called walkers, right? They're called walkers. 
Yep. Yeah. So honestly, I was calling him Walker's there for a while too. I, I haven't called a zombie a zombie in years uh, until we started doing the show here, and then it's like you know, it's like oh yeah, you know, they are zombies in a way. But yeah, I mean, yeah. we're, going, we're going full, we're going full zombie here on the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. Yes, full, full zombie, full zombie. Yeah, here on the it's the Halloween special, Hunter. It's yeah. huge. Happy Halloween to everybody out there, and. If you're going out there trick-or-treating, my friends, remember two things. Watch uh, Three things. First of all, watch out for monsters. Two, <laughs> your candy and always slice your apples in half just in case. One last thought about Zombieland before we close up shop here. Did you know that Zombieland broke the Dawn of the Dead record? Did it? Yeah. $60.8 million in 17 days. That's that's wild. That is wild. Box office, you know? But you know what, though? It had a great storyline. It was, it was, it was, again, it was funny and serious at the same time. So I can see why. Where Dawn of the Dead was just like a straight, serious movie. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I, Hunter. Thanks for thanks for being here, man. This has been a this has been a good time. You know, you and Tyson are always you know welcome and, and vice versa. You know. Back yeah, up. Man. So where can people find uh, your podcast, man? You can go to our home site, which is of course uh, brigaderadio one dot org. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on uh, i iTunes. Yep. All right, man. Thank you again. Yes, thank you for having me. And for all you listeners out there, happy Halloween. I hit the jackpot. Three for three. Last but not least, Josh from the Still Loading Podcast joined me to talk about Manhunt, the 2003 stealth video game. Over the top, sadistic, um, etc., etc. This is going to be a hard out. Thank you for listening to Sensibly Cynical. Take care, guys. Happy Halloween. Joining me now here on the Halloween special... It's Josh from the Still Loading Podcast. Thanks for being here on here, man. Dude, thank you for inviting me back on. It's yeah. always a pleasure to come back on Sensibly Cynical. Yeah, it's uh, spooky. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> oh, man. So I got, a, I got a funny story to tell you about today. The first time you were on the podcast, we talked about Zelda. And do you remember the first thing we talked about? It wasn't Zelda. Do you remember the first topic we brought up during that episode? Uh, blizzards. Do you know what I had today in honor of this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) A blizzard. It's only fitting. My wife and I, we do a weekly, like, we're trying to eat healthier, but we also want to still treat ourselves every now and then, so we treat ourselves to a blizzard once a week. That's like our Mm -hmm. weekly ice cream. Because I remember that story, chocolate ice cream or something. (laughs) Retell, retell, retell that story before we get to the manhunt. gets me every time, man. But no, man. Rockstar Games, Manhunt. So this is the same people that did Grand Theft Auto, right? Grand Theft Auto, uh, Bully was another popular game of theirs. They've done a lot of stuff, but what I found out kind of recently about Rockstar is that they were more of a collective of, like, various different developers that all just kind of published under Rockstar, and then Rockstar ended up buying them all out, essentially. So, like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's weird how Rockstar kind of got started because they were... Like the like Grand Theft Auto Three, I want to say wasn't developed internally necessarily by Rockstar, even though it kind of was. It's really I, I have to look more into it, but mm-hmm. yeah, Rockstar man, they are 
known for pushing the envelope in their games, and that is an understatement, to say the least. You know, Grand Theft Auto always courts a lot of controversy, mm-hmm. and this game blew that out of the water in terms of the controversy surrounding it. Uh, well, not as much controversy, but in terms of the violence, like it, it really mm-hmm. caused a, quite a big stink. 2003, right? It came out for PS2. Did it, didn't it also come out for uh, Windows and Xbox later? And Xbox. Like a year Xbox later, Xbox, right? Yeah. Uh, I actually wrote that down. <laughs> James, James Earl Cash. Yes. James Earl Cash, he's a death row inmate, and mm-hmm. he's supposed to be executed. However, mm-hmm. it turns out he was only sedated, and he wakes up in this... It, the, the best way I can describe the visual aesthetic of this game is it mm-hmm. looks like Saw combined yeah. with like a stealth horror game. Which, if you're a listener of the Sensibly Cynical podcast, you would know Saw is one of my favorite movies. Anyways, Saw's continue. <laughs> Yeah. Is fantastic. Then they just kind of turned into like torture porn movies. But. Yeah. So yeah. So it's basically a stealth survival horror game, right? Third person. You know what's funny is just before it starts, is it's like uh, you're going for gang people, and it's like they're scum just like you. Ready, go. <laughs> it really throws you into the deep end right off the fucking bat. Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. Like, they throw you into the fucking deep end yes. within the first five minutes. I know the UK banned it, uh, banned Manhunt too. Yeah, well, that's because uh, a little bit of game controversy here. Their, it, their first Manhunt was tied with a murder in mm. the UK. It turns out later that it was like the court rejected, the court and the police rejected that it was tied together. Basically, <clears throat> um, this kid killed one of his friends like this teenager killed one of his friends mm-hmm. the, the victim is the one who actually had the game but he still killed his friend in kind of a manner similar to what happened into one of the methods that you could do in the game wow that's just that's fucked up it's uh it's pretty messed up and so yeah the victim's mother said i think i heard some of Warren's friends say that, that he was obsessed by this game mm-hmm. To quote from the website that promotes it, it's mm-hmm. a psychological experience, not a game, and it encourages brutal killing. There's a, it's a storyline where you have to kill gang me- gang members to continue on, right? Mm-hmm. The director, quote unquote, is legit encouraging you on. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy, the the voice actor for the director, like the whole antagonist of this game, is Brian Cox. He's a pretty famous actor. He's been in like the Bourne movies. He's been mm-hmm. in like if you look at his IMDb page. He has over 230 acting credits. He's 
going to be in that new Blade Runner TV show that's coming out later this year. Nice. He was in Good Omens that David Tennant and, um, I think David Tennant, I can't remember all the different actors in it, but he's been in so many different things, and he's a really, he's a, he's a big actor. I, I remember him most from, I believe he was in the Bourne movies. I'm mm-hmm. sifting through his IMDb right now just to make sure, but... He was, he was in Deadwood as well, the TV show Deadwood. Like, this dude's been around. Yeah, so he was in the Bourne movies. Um, so it, that's that's a really big, like, that's a mm. big fucking actor. And he's, and it's funny because when I was w- watching the video just to get reacquainted with uh, with it again, um, I was listening to the director. I'm like, holy shit, this guy sounds familiar. Is this this guy I'm thinking of? And I was right. It was Brian Cox. It was just, I just didn't know the dude's name because he's always a character actor. You never think of him as, like, a leading man type of thing. This game... Like attracted mm-hmm. so much controversy, mainly because of the murder of Stefan Pakira, which is tragic and awful. It just the game's nuts. Mm-hmm. The game is certifiably like you know, the different ways you can kill people. Like if you if you get like a glass shiv, you stab out people's eyes. And stuff yeah, like man. <laughs> so what happens when you go on further in the game? I mean, essentially, what you're doing is that you're just kind of playing through the game as James Carroll Cash, and you're killing all the different people that the director wants you to kill mm-hmm. and every kind of towards the end of every like section you get he cash ends up getting abducted by a private militia who works for the director who works for the mm-hmm. main bad guy um and he they take you to a new area then you have to kill another right group, basically another group of another gang each area is a bunch of different gangs and the gangs are all pretty messed up like the, so the first I mean, the people you're killing are actual legit bad people. Like, the, one of the first gangs is just a generic gang, but then the next gang is neo-Nazis. It's kind of like Saw, where the people getting into the machines are evil people that <laughs> I'm just, you know. Yeah, well, so, but then there, there's, like, um, Hispanic occultists. There's mm-hmm. actually, like, pedophiles later on. Like, a different yeah. gang is pedophiles. Like, you, you kill a lot of messed up people. Occultists, I don't know why they have to specify Hispanic, mm-hmm. but... Basically, the, the director doesn't see any harm in this because you're a bad person and mm. so are the people that you're killing. So why isn't it an issue, right? Towards the end of the game, he, like, you know, Cash wants to get out of this and you find out that the director actually has his wife and kid kidnapped. And That's crazy, man. He's forcing him to continue to do this. Well, you get to the end and on the TV, you, he watches his wife and kid get murdered by the director. Like, what? In front of him. So, the final boss of this game, dude, is his name is Pigsy. Have you ever seen this thing? No, I haven't. Pigsy. I played it. I played this game a few times, you know, and and uh, it's crazy. I know it's got twenty levels, and you're right. Each uh, they're called scenes, you know, each scene, and uh, you know, you just you just go to the end. It's awesome, man. You kill people and. <laughs> it's back then, man. Back then, this game was crazy. It still is crazy, but like it's people, people like when this came out, though. I remember when this came out because my friend was like, uh, my friend told me about it because he he was also playing Mortal Kombat at the same time. I think what's different about this is like the violence in like Mortal Kombat is almost comedic. Like it's almost it's so over the top that it's like it, yeah. it's 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 uncomfortable to watch, but it, it's it's more fun. Like it's done in a more fun spirit. The violence in Manhunt is just fucking brutal. Like it like they really really make you feel bad for killing these people. Like mm-hmm. they, I mean, the director is constantly calling you like a piece of shit and stuff. Well, like that. what I found interesting doing more research about it is that Carcer City, which is the name, right? 
It's it was also mentioned in GTA Three. Did you know that? There, there is, there, yes, there is ties, <laughs> and they also reference um, San Andreas as well. So this technically takes place in the GTA universe. Um, it's just obviously the gameplay is very different. The the, the, the gameplay engine seems really similar to like GTA mm-hmm. Three, Vice City, and San Andreas though, but. The, the final boss of this, what I getting back to what I was saying, is Pigsy, who is a he is <laughs> it's just nuts. He is a giant man who wears a pig's head on like over top of his head, like he just wears a pig's head on right. as a mask almost. Right. It's a full pig's head, like something mm-hmm. straight out of Saw, but it's not a mask; <laughs> it's an actual pig's head. He, and he's running around naked with a chainsaw. And the first time I was playing this game, I was what it scared the shit out of me because when you get to when you get to Pigsy, he's naked when I say he's naked like he's full on naked they blur out his genitals that <laughs> dude's got a fucking swanger like it's a, he's got a big dick that's just swinging all over the place and it's, they blur it out but you see this shadow just like <laughs> just forth between his legs I'm like uh he had to be well endowed <laughs> like, it's already terrifying enough and now he's just got this big swanger in your face like it's just terrifying <laughs> I saw, you know, and of course it's got this cult-like following, kind of similar to GTA, you know what I mean? Because I saw Vice um, put it as like one of Rockstar's best games of all time. Do you think Do you think that it's more of like people think highly of it, just like customer review rather than the quality of the game? Or do you think the quality of the game was up there too? I think the quality of the game is overall up there because the actual gameplay mechanics, if you take out the it's actually a really good stealth game. It's a really good stealth game for the PS2. Um, the violence, I think, is what makes it like top tier, just because it, it they didn't make it violence for violent for the sake of it being violent. I mean, they did, but they worked the story around that level of violence. Like the 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 only reason they could justify like your character being that certifiably certifiably homicidal is that he's being forced to by this director dude for snuff films like it's they really were work they wanted the, the the creator of this game wanted to make this super violent so he worked the story around it and then he also worked the gameplay around it the only thing that kind of sucks is towards the end of the game it turns more into like a third person shooter and the controls aren't very great but like the beginning like the opening stealth mechanics are really fun you have to find you know, whatever items you can get, whether it's a plastic bag, whether it's a shiv, whether it's a bat, you can get like a, a sickle blade, like one of those curved sickle blades later on. Like you have to find all these different weapons throughout the, the level and then mm. you use that to take out the enemies one by one. And you have to kind of do it strategically because they can gang up on you and then it's a lot harder for you to fight when you don't really have like a gun, you just have like one ship that's a one hit kill type of thing. What I uh, found out also, historically, it says that the PlayStation 2 and the PC has better ratings than the Xbox did. Like, that's what it's, that's what I read, that the Xbox one wasn't as good as the PS2 and, and Windows. See, what's weird is I'm looking on like Wikipedia for the reviews, and like the PS2 obviously had really high reviews, but for some reason... On the official Xbox magazine for Manhunt, it gave it a 4.5 out of 10. Yeah. And every other publication, like IGN, GameZone, GameSpot, mm. all gave it like 8.3 out of 10s and stuff like that. Like, barely, Game Informer gave it a 9 out of 10. Like, What did you play it on? The, I played it for PS2. I have, okay. I have it somewhere back. Josh has, like, cupboards filled with games. There's a, well, you're only seeing a small portion. 
there's a whole like two more bunch of shelves and behind the futon that you can't even see on the screen there's more shelves i i've been collecting for a number of years well if you had to take a guess give me a number on the amount of games you have over a thousand when did you start collecting um, i would say the first when i first started like knowing that I wanted to collect, I would say it was probably like 2011, 2012. That's amazing. So I've like, I, I, I'm a collector on a budget. Like all the stuff that you see here, mm-hmm. like that's been years. Like I I would go to like one convention and spend like $300 or something, which is a lot, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I would try to maximize it 300 That's nothing compared to some other collectors, dude. There is a dude there who like, I just saw <clears> have like <throat> fuck you levels of money. There was a, there was a piece that was like, it was like eight hundred dollars. He's like, "Oh yeah, I, I bought something like that last week." I'm like, the "Fuck! How much? What, yeah. what do you do for a living that you could just drop eight hundred on a piece of video game tech?" And I'm not yeah. talking like this wasn't like a, a like it wasn't like a PS5 that some scalper was selling. Mm-hmm. It was like an old system that only hardcore collectors would be interested in. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what kind of how how? It's not just games though. Like people people sell like cards. It's anything collectible will get crazy mm-hmm. amount of money. You know, we can do our finishing thoughts on Manhunt in a little bit. I want to, I noticed on Instagram, you posted that you just recorded your 200th episode. Congratulations. I did. I did. I just released the 200th episode, actually, as the day we're recording this. Yeah. So my 200th episode, what I did was I wanted to find a way to incorporate a lot of different previous guests on. So what I did was I threw a fake party for my 200th episode. I just put like party sound underneath it and then I had friends come on in character like it like doing like almost like improv comedy type mm-hmm. of thing but they had to be some something related to a video game uh, the only guides that i gave them i didn't want to know who they were before i spoke to them so i had no idea who any of these people were and i none of the conversations were scripted so i had no idea who what video game character they were and they had anyone who was in video game was a video game character could not be there to celebrate my 200 they had to be there for some other reason so the joke of it would be that i kept i keep getting slighted i'm getting more and more mad like nobody's here for my 200 the party like why why are all you people here if you're not here to celebrate my 200th episode um i did a q a at the end i did i had some audio snippets that uh, people could send in mm-hmm. um and then i just kind of did a big shout out section it was fun yeah, I'm not too far from 200 myself. I think this will be this is in the 160s somewhere. So nice, I'm, I'm getting nice. closer. You've been you've been at this grind for a while. Well, yeah, this goes the sensibly cynical itself goes back to 2017, but I started running running it myself 1819. So yeah, man, back to back to uh, Manhunt. It sold 1.7 million. <laughs> like I'm not surprised. I mean, like the, there's so much notoriety with this game just from its violence from all this like i mentioned the the controversy with the murder over in the uk like this game just carried so much uh so much weight to it and i mean even like i'm looking at the cover right now dude and it's just fucking terrifying it looks like a like a like a jason it looks like jason from friday the 13th but like with a more terrifying version of jason like that mask that dude's wearing is horrifying Mm. like I, I'm not a big horror game fan, but this game I think actually holds up really well because it's 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 creepy, but it's never to the point where it, like it's necessarily scary in like mm. terms of jump scares and like right. horror. But it's still horror because the shit you're doing is <clears throat> horrific. Like it's just so bad. <laughs> but it they, they the 
I did an episode on this game a couple years ago. Uh, you can check that out too. It was like uh, I did it with a buddy of mine named Mike. And this is a game that depicts you as a bad person killing other bad people, making you feel bad for doing everything the game's forcing you to do in the first place. Like it's just mm. such a interesting way to make a game, but it works so well. Like I almost feel like uh, <laughs> just people. I don't know. I don't. I'm always confused when people say this is one of their favorite games just because the content is just so violent. But at the same time, then I play it. I'm like, this is pretty good. It's pretty damn good. Do you think GTA people like Manhunt and vice versa, or do you think they're two different groups of fans? Um, I would probably say they're two different groups of fans. The gameplay is different enough. In fact, actually, one thing I forgot to mention with this, the developers of this game almost quit because... They, at the time, they were already dealing with all the controversy of Grand Theft Auto, you know, all the mm. different, all the violence. That, like, Grand Theft Auto was the center of a lot of, you know, like, stuck-up, you know, conservative people being like, oh, this is video games and violence and blah, blah, blah. And then, but at least in, like, GTA, like, you didn't have to do any of the violent shit in that game. Like, the, the game always... Like, you didn't have to run pedestrians over or, like, beat up prostitutes. Yeah, but it was um, boring if you didn't do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no. like, you don't. But in this one, it directly is forcing you to do that. Like, it's required <laughs> to get further in the game. So a lot of the devs were really nervous about yeah. this game because they were dealing with the controversy but of GTA 3. But they're like, well, this isn't required to play the game. In Manhunt, it's required. But as you said, like, earlier, as you said earlier, it has, like, sneakily, it's very creative and has great in-depth gameplay. And it's kind of innovative in a weird kind of sick way. <laughs> it's it's interesting that this is a really solid stealth survival horror game mm. trapped, like, but it is, like, enshrouded by the controversial of one of the most violent, brutal games of all time. Like, like I said before. Mortal Kombat super violent and brutal, but almost in a more fun, playful way. This is just, mm-hmm. it's Saw. It feels like Saw the game. This leads me to my next question. The legacy basically is what you said. Like, it's just, it's a great game covered in uh, controversy. Yeah, it's, it's a good game that's just enshrouded in controversy. Like, people will remember it more for its controversy than its gameplay, which is understandable to an extent because the gameplay... Even now, like, if a game came out like this, it's just so hyper-violent, it would still turn heads now. No matter what era you made this game in, there's going to be people who are going to be upset by it, and it's going to turn heads. Mm-hmm. Like, the history of violence in video games is fascinating. Like, one of the earliest, this is a real quick side tangent, but, like, put it this way. The way I know that it doesn't matter what era it's going to be, that people will find a reason to bitch about it, <laughs> it's because... In, like, the late 70s, there was a game called Death Race, and people were up in arms about it because it was, like, it looked like Atari graphics, right? So, like, mm. single-color pixels. Like, I'm not talking oh, I remember about Atari. Yeah, it's single-color pixels, and you're driving a car running over people. It does not look real. It's not... It, it looks ridiculous, but it caused a big problem mm. in the media and a big problem in with parents being like, how are we going... You know, this is so violent... There's no blood that you can't even tell it's a human. Like, it's barely recognizable as a character because it's an Atari game. It's mm-hmm. an Atari-level game. But that was back in the 70s, man. And people <laughs> were already bitching about video games back in the 70s when there wasn't even an industry, really. So 
I can only imagine what it would be if a, if a version of this came out now. Did you ever play Manhunt 2? Let's talk about that real quick. So it's totally separate gameplay, right? Chain different characters. I never played Manhunt 2, actually. Well, I know that got banned. <laughs> I know, somewhere. It got, it got banned in a couple different countries just because... Um, yeah, actually, I'm sorry, the Manhunt series you mentioned before, it wasn't Manhunt 1 that sold 1.7 million, it was collectively the series oh, sold 1.7 million between 1 and 2. Um, yeah, no, the second, from what I read of the second one, though, is that it it's a completely different character, like, you don't play as Cash, which is weird, because Cash doesn't die at the end, spoiler alert, Cash doesn't die at <laughs> the end of the first game. Like, you kill Pigsy, that... Mm big dick chainsaw wielding psychopath um, <laughs> no 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 this is great so that, that rock star was like you know what would be really great let's put a big swanger on this guy <laughs> this is uh this is this game is fitting to be the the last uh this is part three of the halloween special josh this is it <laughs> They're already they're already an hour in they're already an hour into the podcast by the time they listen to this I feel bad that they're listening to uh, to ending the Halloween episode with talking about a, a big dick psychopath. So it's worth playing just for the shock value, if yeah. if that's your thing. Um, but even if you take out the shock value, it's a pretty decent stealth game. Mm-hmm. Wait, any final but, thoughts on uh, any final thoughts on Manhunt? Just give it a shot or watch a playthrough of it. Actually, the playthrough is surprisingly interesting, especially like the voice acting is really good. It's very moody and atmospheric. And, uh, like besides the kills being unsettling, the, the mood itself, like the world itself, is super unsettling because you're fighting all these horrific gangs. So it's worth it's worth it's at least worth trying out if you like stealth horror games. If, if even if you just like stealth games, the stealth mm-hmm. mechanics pretty good. So I'd suggest giving it a shot. But with that said, it is hyper violent and very uncomfortable. So if that's not your thing, stay clear. <laughs> All right, man. Josh, as always, thank you so much for your time this evening. Thank you for having uh, Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> and uh, where, can, where can people find uh, your podcast? You can find Still Loading Podcast on Facebook, or, sorry, the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Still Loading Pod on all of them. You can find the podcast itself on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. All that good stuff. I think I've made it onto Audible now. I don't fucking know. I don't. Maybe I don't think I'm on Audible. Actually, I'd have to double check. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can find it a lot of different places. All right, man. Thanks again. All right, thanks. Adios.